0: You are listening to Subro on the Go, a podcast from Cozen O'Connor's Subrogation and Recovery Practice Group, with discussions and perspectives on emerging trends, developments, and best practices. Now let's get started with your hosts, Dave Briscoe and Joe Rich. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Subro on the Go. I'm David Briscoe from the San Diego office of Cozen O'Connor, joined today by Joe Rich, our regular co-host out of our Miami office, and also a special guest, Suzanne Radcliffe out of our Dallas office. Suzanne's been practicing Subro for over 20 years, and she also, in addition to subrogation, has a very significant equine law practice. Equine, equine. She'll uh, she'll correct me. I have to admit that that when I met you years ago, Suzanne, I didn't even know what equine meant, so uh, or even clearly how to pronounce it. But we appreciate you joining us uh, today.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: All right, and uh, and Joe, let's, what are we what are we talking about today?
2: So today's topic is. Will any expert do? And and when I talk to clients about experts, I I, I like to use, like, uh, I'm a movie buff. I'm a bit of a fanboy, a little bit of a geek when it comes to um, superhero movies and comic books. So I, I try to use that analogy for movies, right? The experts are important to us because they are the stars of our movies. Our cases are like little mini movies. We're trying to tell a story. We're trying to convince people of of our version of events and we do that through our experts there are actors right so you're picking the right actor to play the right role if you look at choosing an expert that way it'll kind of open up your eyes a little bit on well you you know you need someone with the right background the right tone the right personality so I, i compare it to you know could you imagine if you know eugene levy had been He's one of my favorite actors from *Shit's Creek. Imagine if he had been cast in the Iron Man role that Robert Downey Jr. had like, you know, 10, 12 years ago when all these Marvel movies started. The Marvel movies would be radically different, right? Both very accomplished actors, but wildly different skill sets. You know, Gene Levy, I th- Eugene Levy, I think he's like a comic genius. Um, but, you know, Robert Downey Jr. nailed the role of Iron Man. So that's what you're doing when you're picking experts, you're saying, do I have the right expert for the right role, you know, for this type of case? So I think if you start from that premise, it sort of opens up your eyes like, okay, I mean, you can imagine, Dave, like, you know, different people in different roles, right? So what we need to think about are what are the considerations, what are the key things we need to look at when we try to find an expert for the type of case we're dealing with. So, Dave, why don't don't you start us off? Like, what's the first thing you consider? Sure. Well, first
0: of all, we we have to figure out what kind of case do we have here, right? I mean, the the basic level is fire case, water case, and then we take it from there for a more specialized expert. But I I kid you not, I mean, I once had a case where a client sent a a fire cause and origin expert to document a water loss and retain the water supply line. (laughs) And I called him up and said, what the heck are you doing? And he said, "I, I thought I was just you know, doing the client a favor, helping them out, going and documenting a water supply line failure and and grabbing the evidence. And I'm like, but you're a fire expert. So stay in your lane, know who you are. Um, And so that's kind of level one is let's figure out what kind of case we have um, and to get the right initial expert there. And then we work it from there. After that, uh, Suzanne, if you have any thoughts, feel free to chime in. Um, you know, once we get into more you know, specific, what kind of loss we have, if we have a fire loss, then we could take it from there and decide, do we need an electrical engineer, a mechanical engineer? You know, is it a water loss that we had a mechanical engineer go out to the scene? But now, you know, we may have been able to figure out the cause of the loss. Now we need sometimes more specialized experts, including a standard of care expert, um, which is often too often missed in these cases.
1: Yeah, I have found in my practice with standard of care experts, they are often so important with looking at codes, letting us know what is truly negligence as opposed to, you know, somebody just just taking a shortcut, something like that. So, and I've also found that the standard of care experts are sometimes a little bit harder to find. Uh, so I've really relied on my colleagues in finding the right standard of care experts for certain losses over the years.
2: If I could just jump in there. So I see that a lot with um, hot work fires, right? They seem pretty simple, right? Somebody's using an open flame and a settling torch or or whatever. The origin cause investigator goes out and he documents and he says, well, this was the cause of the fire. But very often, they're also not as qualified on following the local or state codes, right? In terms of what would a welder or someone in that specific construction industry have to do for hot work, right? So it, it, it becomes important to focus on standard of care.
0: That's an excellent point from both of you. So what I usually try to separate for our clients is, you know, think of it as two things. Think of it as you have expert and expert or multiple experts to help you determine what is it that caused the loss. And then from there, do you need a separate expert um, to tell you to talk about what the defendant did wrong. Right. And so this comes up a lot in contractor cases where an engineer may tell you or or CNO, an engineer may tell you what caused the loss, what caused the fire, what caused the flood. But you may need a plumber who can talk about the standards that the defendant plumbing subcontractor didn't properly follow um, in installing the plumbing equipment. You may need um, an Ansel system contractor who can talk about the actions of the Ansel system uh, service company, should they have red-tagged the system. So you're going to separate, on one hand, the cause of the loss with an expert who can now talk about what the defendant did wrong.
1: And I find that a lot of times you can find a unicorn, which is really an expert that can not only do the forensic investigation, but also still works in the industry. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of some mechanical engineers that still do plumbing installation or HVAC installation. So not only can they tell you the cause of the loss, but then they're able to jump in and very clearly point you to the code, and they've got a lot of credibility looking forward to a jury because they're still doing the type of loss uh and the type of work
2: and that that i think gets into the topic of do you want someone who's a generalist or someone who's got the specific background right what do you guys think
0: Right, that's an excellent point. Right, so it depends on the kind of loss, and typically in, in the subro industry, we have experts set up for that specific kind of loss. So after you figure out what kind of case you're dealing with, if um, if it's a fireplace loss, we then have a fireplace you know expert who is the right per- who the one person you definitely want on your fireplace cases. Same with a battery fire. Same with a brone Newton exhaust fan fire. You know, um, same with when, when it's wildfire. So the specific type of loss will tell you. You know what kind of specialized specific expert you want and so just a quick case example from trial you know we had a case involving a circuit board fire from a product and so we actually had the expert who literally wrote the book on printed circuit board fires and that gives us a lot of play in trial where you have a battle of experts playing out in trial and the juries know it's it's your hired expert versus the defense hired expert. But we were able to put our expert up and 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 really hammer home that this is the guy who wrote the book on this particular type of loss. He's not a generalist, um, so I could cross you know the defense expert and say, "Did you read our expert's book on circuit board fires?" Um, and it was actually written way back when the the defense expert was in school, because we had the more senior expert and say, "When you were in school, did you did they have you read our expert's book on printed circuit board fires?" The judge hated the defense, so they let us go for a while on it. But you can really hammer home that your expert is the the you know one person who should be the authority on this topic
1: yeah i think of it as a funnel approach you know starting with an expert that maybe has expertise um, in all things mechanical engineering and then once you narrow down the precise issue getting that specialist really can take you a long way into seeing how much value your case has and in convincing a jury that you've got the right person to talk about it
2: And, you know, I would add to that, you know, in our cases, we are investigating, right? We don't know the full story at the start of the case, and the story changes over time. You know, we find out new things, and the needs for an expert are are likely going to change over time because you're going to find out new things, and you may have to go in a completely different direction, right, Dave? That's exactly it, and you have to be be prepared to, you know, uh, shift your case
0: along the way. Um, I think Suzanne's had some examples of, you know, expert documenting problem where things change over time and she has to, uh, uh, you know, adjust her case accordingly and sometimes even, you know, abandon an expert and get a new expert, not just get a, a more specialized one.
1: That's exactly right. I had a case here in Dallas where we had an outstanding expert come in and he did such a good job of documenting everything that was wrong in this building that once we got into litigation a lot of that was reflecting negatively on our insured and so when it came time to designate experts we actually needed to bring in someone who was less familiar with the variety of issues at our insured's building and could just focus on what we wanted to focus on the issues that put the defendants in the crosshairs. So, you know, I guess there is such a thing of do, as doing too thorough of a job, but that was a circumstance where we had to change horses halfway through due to no fault of our expert just being very thorough.
2: I, I would add, this raises a good point, I think, not to say that your expert wasn't following directions, but one of the most important things that I look for um, when evaluating an expert is someone who can stay in their lane and sort of follow my directions because that's really a lot of like, you know, we're the directors behind the scene of the movie and you need to have each of your actors doing the right thing, including the experts. So, you know, I, I think it's also important to factor in, you know, will your expert be one who is able to sort of stay within their lane um, and and help you? Uh, so those are some good points. What about, I'm just thinking what about like jurisdictional issues? I I mean sometimes that definitely comes up to play in Florida. What do you guys experience in Texas and California? So
1: in Texas, uh I have found that jurors tend to feel more comfortable with someone that sounds like them and looks like them and I always think back to My Cousin Vinny where you had Marissa Tomei on the stand in her deep New York accent you had Joe Pesci as My Cousin Vinny uh, and they everybody just thought that they were complete clowns didn't believe what they had to say ultimately they won them over with with good lawyering but I think it's always good if you have someone that's local at least in texas uh and i've tried cases in oklahoma louisiana and have found the same thing it's it's easier to get by with someone who they trust
0: that's exactly it. You, you want, for, you know, first and foremost, you want your expert to be able to get it right. So the expert has to be a, a, a you know, best of the best expert in order to figure out what caused the loss on what sometimes is a very complicated case when you have these houses or, or commercial structures burning to the ground and trying to figure out what caused the loss. So you need a team of experts who get it right, but getting it right is only part of it. You have to be able to explain it to the jury in a way that comes off very credible. Those are those are excellent points, and uh, and obviously when we talk about jurisdiction, you know, we we, uh, we won't uh, dive deep into this today, but we you do want to know what the expert standards are in terms of admissibility for your region. Are you uh, are you in California where the Fry standards apply and it's an easier um, hurdle to get your experts' opinions and testimony in front of a jury, or are you um, in a more challenging Daubert jurisdiction where both you and the defense have to um, have a higher standard for for getting your testimony in front of a jury?
2: Yeah, in in Florida, um, it's now settled that um, in state court, the Daubert standard applies. It was flip-flopping for a couple of years between the legislature and the Florida Supreme Court. And we've now, last year, got a pretty definitive ruling that it's it's Daubert. But, you know, um, those standards matter. But at the same time, if you have a good expert and your expert does a good job and they know what they're doing and they have the right background... Um, I, I think you can probably survive um, any any standard, but I would add with Dalbert, and I don't know if Suzanne and David, do you have any comments on this? But with Dalbert, it's really important for those of you out there listening to understand that in jurisdictions that follow Dalbert, there's probably certain experts that you hire that are going to have to do additional work, like additional lab work or additional testing just to avoid having to deal with that type of challenge.
1: And Joe, I think that goes back to what you've said about keeping their folks, uh, your folks in their own lane and not overextending your expert. I, it always occurs to me that if I'm asking an expert to go out on a limb, I am potentially jeopardizing their livelihood if they're struck uh, by Dalbert standard. And so that's another reason to kind of stay in your own lane, I think they're more credible that way. It doesn't put them at risk. It doesn't put our case at risk, uh, and you make sure your guy gets to testify.
0: Yeah, and this this leads right into our, our yeah. last you know subtopic, um, which is you know beware of the jack of all trades. Joe, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, so um, I, I get worried when when um, people are very willing to offer opinions on what I would consider areas beyond their expertise. Um, you see this a lot in fire cases where origin and cause investigators may be commenting on electrical issues. Um, I mean, look, in some cases that that's going to happen just by the nature of the fire. But you know, um, I you know, <laughs> Dave, I think back to your example at the start of the podcast. You know, the origin and cause investigator going out and collecting a plumbing pipe. I think probably the most extreme example I've seen, you know, in terms of somebody like going uh, what I would say outside of their lane. But you know, the the I can do it all um, may work in some cases, you know. But if you have a large, complex products liability case or a complex construction defect case, or Suzanne, some of the Equine cases that you've handled, you know, there are very specific lanes for very different experts and you know if they start crossing those lanes and blurring the lines um you know it it, it just becomes hard it becomes harder um you know I, I think i think you just have to know that every everybody has their limits i have my limits um don't let my wife know i said that because i tell her i have no limits but i have my limits everybody has limits and everybody has sort of a, a background and a speciality and they they kind of just need to, to know that and, and keep it in mind. And
1: something about, you know, staying in your own lane is is I've had many circumstances over the 20 years I've been doing subrogation work where an expert tells the client about a case having great subrogation potential, um, and, and I've even seen that appear in reports, and that can be challenging, especially when the expert doesn't evaluate some of the legal hurdles that they're could be so uh, that's a lane i especially would like them to stay out of but yeah if they can feel confident that someone else is carrying the water in another area of scientific proof for the case i find that that usually works and that people don't want to overextend if they don't have to and they don't have to feel like they have to be the person to win the case
0: yeah excellent points you know um, we uh, if you have any questions for those listening um, on what type of expert to get on a particular case feel free to reach out to us anytime uh, you know, we maintain a significant database of of uh, experts and and the uh, types of losses that they specialize in, and, and the ones we should be getting on these losses. We've seen them in deposition, and trial, so we certainly have thoughts on who to get on particular losses. Um, and so, feel free to email us with those questions. Um, really, to close this out, you know, I want to make a mention about an upcoming podcast series. We're going to start uh, uh, episodes on the Subro Mailbag, which is going to be any and all Subro questions you have. We will read them on the podcast and answer your questions, and if you're okay, give you credit for asking the question. Um, so if you have any uh, subro questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast, feel free to either email myself, David Briscoe, or Joe Rich. Um, and if you don't have our emails, you can email to at cozencom Otherwise, this was a fun discussion on, you know, what, what type of expert to get in, in your case. Thank you, Joe and Suzanne, for joining us today.
2: Thanks, Dave. Uh, thanks, Suzanne. I'm, I'm actually running out right now to collect some type evidence. <laughs> I'm pulling double duty, so I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you guys later. Thanks, no, guys, for inviting really me. Good. I Thanks. enjoyed
1: it.